0: welcome to the carefree black nerd podcast a conversation about representation in comics and related media i am your host rain coleman and i'd like to welcome you back to the blood suite when you're listening to this episode, use the hashtag cpnpod. Let me know you're out there, you're listening, and that you've got thoughts and opinions. Let's make this a conversation. Hit me up on Twitter, carefreeblurred, TikTok as well, carefreeblurred. And if you must, email me at carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. This week on The Blood Suite, we have something a little bit more interesting so we've traveled from the east coast to the west coast we spent time in new york now we're moving to california love we will be discussing day shift vampire hunting is a business cut necks and cash your checks well things have been changed since you got your ass kicked out the union if i don't come up with 10k my wife and my daughter are gonna move to the floor Hi, Dad. you're late again and the union is the only place that could give me that kind of money your record is chock full of incidents. But he's a new man. One last chance. This is your final warning. Gate me. Let's get crazy. Oh, oh no. <laughs> God, help me. <laughs> Vampires just tried to kill me. And now I just pissed my favorite fucking shit. Hey, hey, everybody pisses themselves the first time. Really? Yeah. But did yeah. you? No, I, no, no, I didn't, but, but listen, you did. You know what I see when I see a van? Big old dollar sign. Hey, hey, don't you puke in here. I swallowed it. Locked and loaded. doggy in the motherfucking. Vampires. They're the monsters. And all they are is murdering. It's not Eclipse, New Moon, Breaking Dawn Part 1, it ain't like that, all right? Why do you know the names to all the specific Twilight films, huh? And what's your gripe with Breaking Dawn Part 2? It's the exciting conclusion of the whole Twilight saga. Welcome to the day shift, motherfucker. Works every time. Now, with this movie, this is a 2022 comedy fantasy in which Jamie Foxx is a hardworking dad out to provide for his daughter. He uses a boring pool cleaning job as a front for his real gig, hunting and killing vampires. Ooh, this was a wild ride. Now, I will say this was a very fun movie. Um, it was on Netflix. For those of you who may want to check it out, um, director is JJ Perry, uh, cinematography, Toby Oliver, uh, distributed by Netflix. And this, this was fun. So, Bud, Bud is the name of Jamie Foxx's character and he is a pool cleaner in LA, in California, Again, I, somewhere I've never lived before, so uh, much like in the last episode, those of you who are California natives, been to California, intimately familiar with California, LA, LBC, Bay Area, all that good stuff, Compton, if you um, have that knowledge, let me know, use the hashtag Pod. how did this movie reflect that area now for me again midwestern born and raised it looked pretty accurate based off of the shows that i've seen before like all american and some other stuff but that's the first thing that comes to mind this movie was very can be very interesting and was fun i truly had a good time watching this so it felt like um it felt like it may have had a larger budget than say Vampire versus the Bronx that's not to say that that wasn't a good film but the the fight scenes in particular and the effects are what had me thinking okay maybe this was had a more generous budget and i'm not I'm not certain but there were vampires who Let me see. I love when people play around with vampire lore. And in this one, there are like five different uh, variations of vampires. And they went kind of fast. And I'm sure I could like go through the list and get the explanation. But it truly doesn't matter. And I say it doesn't matter because they give five different types of vampires. But as a viewer, it really didn't matter. So, for the story, I know it mattered because there was an incident where, like, a bunch of different types of vampires were cohabitating and that alluded to, or that alerted the characters that something is wrong here. Because these types of vampires do not um, spend time nesting together. And I get that. But when it really came down to it, there it did not matter. There was nothing on the screen, visually, that separated the vampires from each other. And that I could see as a drawback um, because when you got that scene of the the big fight in the house with all the different types of vampires, the only thing that separated them was their race. Like, I could tell that this was an Asian vampire, this was a um, Latino vampire, this was a black vampire, this was a white... Like, that's what made them different to me. There was nothing like, oh, um, certain vampires, they... Um, have red skin or these vampires their eyes glow blue or like there was nothing like that set up the only thing that um, that really made a difference and I forget what this type of vampire was that there are some that even after their head is cut off they are uh, they can regenerate and that's important for some scenes later on in the second and third act but even that happened once that didn't happen a lot so it was like uh... I, I get what y'all are doing, but it doesn't seem to matter. And that is an issue for me. But I don't know, really good, good fun time. So, Jamie Foxx, Bud, uh, the movie opens with him cleaning a pool, and then he goes into a house and is hunting for something because i've seen the trailer i figured he was hunting a vampire found an old lady she was maybe in her 80s 90s and shoots her she is a vampire they get to fight and the fight scenes were really good but one thing that really pissed me off in this opening scene Bud is fighting this old lady. She giving him the one, two, what for? Molly whopping his ass. There's a point in time where the curtains in the living room where they're fighting are... are, There's a gap in it. It's a slight, maybe two or three inch gap. And the light shining from the sun burns her skin. And they continue fighting. Now, I... Ultimately, after watching it, I understood why this didn't happen, but it pissed me off so bad. And maybe this is a good thing as far as the movie is concerned because you're subverting expectations. My thought is you're coming in here to kill her. You see that the sunlight is burning her. Why are you still fighting her instead of opening these damn curtains? Well, what happens is after he kills her, he pulls her fangs out. And we find out that that's um, where he gets his money by selling the fangs. Um the fangs we come to find out is the one thing that a vampire cannot regenerate at all. And I so so well, okay, so now that I talk it out, I think that is good on the story because I was really pissed off that he didn't just open the curtains and let her burst into flames. But as he mentioned later on, if they burst into flames, I don't get the teeth. I need the fangs to get the money. This is how I make my living. And so, um, he has this silver wire that he put like on a door frame. So while he fighting this old lady and they were fighting for like a good five minutes, making noise, fucking shit up. This guy, I think he may have been Mexican. He runs in to whoop on Bud's ass, but then he gets his head cut off by the, uh, by the wire but it's like, oh, yeah, that gives them every time or whatever. Now, this is where I also had issue. If we're vampires, not even vampires, just in general, if I am in the home and then there's another person in the home and I know it's the two of us, if I start hearing commotion that it doesn't sound like washing dishes, cooking food, doing laundry, if it sounds like a fight, why would I wait like 10 minutes to come out of my space to investigate? I don't care if we are partners mother and son ex- just exclusively roommates who both paid to rent a room the amount of commotion that bud and this vampire woman made was so freaking high there's no way you wouldn't have immediately come out that room clearly it was you know just to move the story along but that was so freaking weird so we cut to this lady Uh, No, actually, we cut to this guy, who is a vampire. He's handcuffed, and he's underneath these wires. Uh, And it looks like it is a... um, Like a building site, where they're building something. And then this woman comes over with an umbrella. um, Latin woman. Really pretty. I need to Where do I know her from? Because she kind of looks like the, the girl from... Um... Uh, how I met your mother. Is that her? That can't be right. Her name is Carla Souza. Oh, how to get away with murder. That's where I know her from. Okay, cool. So she, um, she's speaking to the guy. She's like, "Hey, you messed up, blah, whatever. Um, but you're no, no. She says you're you're too attached to the old ways. This is another thing that." the movie didn't do a good job at. Um, she's saying, you're so attached to the old ways. We're trying to get to the new ways, but whatever. And then she pours concrete on him. She's like, well, um, maybe we'll dig you up in 100 years so you can see how far we've come. So she buried him alive. She's the realist, realtor um, on this new property that they're building up. And she walks away. But while she's talking to him, she sticks her hand from under the like gigantic umbrella to show us, the viewers, that she's also a vampire. Her hand begins to disintegrate, but she's able to be out in the daytime. Um what's weird to me is two things. One, he didn't just burst into flames. I know that she Walked into frame so that her umbrella shaded him as well, but like you're still out in the daytime. There is a sunscreen that is being manufactured where the vampires can walk around in the daytime, but I I didn't get the impression that he had that on him, so it felt kind of weird. And then even with her, her hand burning, she went to the car, got in the car, and drove away. She's fine, but when she mentioned like you're attached to the old ways, I'm trying to do something new and different, blah, whatever. I don't think they accurately explain what the old ways were. If it was just, or are you supposed to infer from common knowledge of vampires that the old ways are maybe just staying hidden all day and coming out at night? Like I didn't, they didn't explain that well enough for me. Um, still was a good movie though. Within all my critiques, I do want to stress that I enjoyed this movie it was fun. It was a fun film. So, Bud takes the teeth to this like little pawn shop. He's uh, speaking to this guy, his good friend. I forget his name, older white guy. And the guy's like, Hey, you're going to sell your truck. And he's like, no, I'm going to go sell her. He's like, everyone has a price. You just got to be desperate enough. So, um, he haggles with him over some teeth. The guy's like, okay, well the teeth you have these two is two sets. One is from an older vampire, but she's not as old as you think. She's just 90. Um, and then the, so I guess that's not old enough. Then the other guy who was younger, smoked a lot and apparently that like messed up his teeth it was discolored like yellow and black and that's one thing i did think was interesting is that um vampires having the same effects that humans do off of certain vices like even though you're dead you smoking you're still getting that um the same effect so that was something that was a bit fun but he Bud sells his gun because he needs money. So when Bud met with his wife, Megan Good, they have a daughter together. but was late picking her up for school, third time this week, apparently. And Megan's like, look, her name is Joss. She's like, look, I'm fixing up this place because I want to take my mom up on her offer, move my daughter to Florida. You can't pay the tuition for this private school, $5,000. Our daughter need braces. That's about another 5000 I need to go. He's like, man, give me to Monday. Which I like that. You put a time limit on it. We know that we're pressed for time. We got to figure out something. She's like, all right, I'll get you to Monday. He go try to sell the teeth, talk to homeboy, uh, sold his gun, and then talk to Snoop Dogg, who is Big J. He's like a, a black cowboy. And I, I like Snoop Dogg in this movie. He wasn't in it much. He was in it enough. And his character was important enough that when he wasn't on screen... Like, you can't take his scenes away in the movie read the same. You absolutely have to have him in that movie. Uh, but the funny thing is, didn't Snoop Dogg play a vampire? Or did he play The Undertaker? What is that movie he was in? Um, shoot, I had it on bootleg back in the day. What is that mo- Bones. That's what it is from 2001. Didn't he play a vampire? I don't know, something like a like an urban legend or something. But this lane, I think, is good for Snoop Dogg. Like this, he, I feel like you could have swapped him out for another actor, but nobody would have brought the same energy that he did. And he was very relaxed, very cool, very very much Snoop Dogg. Like he pretty much played himself. But him being this black cowboy with these long dreads and his huge gun was like such a interesting dare I say iconic image like him dressed up full eight feet tall cowboy. Then you got Jamie Foxx with these like Hawaiian shirts is very I don't want to say corny because that's not the what what is the word I'm looking for? It's It felt very Miami ish. if and that's not probably not even adequate enough of a description, but it felt like seeing those two together in this wild wild west so to speak but it's very industrial metropolitan like it's something about the the imagery of this movie is so good that a lot of my critiques i can overlook because it was just beautiful it was a beautiful movie and it it felt i don't want to say it felt like early 2000s but it felt like something nostalgic to me not where like oh this is a movie i've seen before but it felt and it could just be having Megan Good, Jamie Foxx, and Snoop Dogg in this movie. Cause these are actors who I've watched growing up myself. So I don't know. It's just something about that there that was that that was f- like a feel good type of film. I don't know. If you've watched this and you can maybe put <laughs> to words better my thoughts more bit more better lord better than i can please let me know use the hashtag cb it was a really a fun movie so um he goes and meets with the homeboy and the guy like is is jipping him on the teeth but he knows that if he sells at the union because there's a vampire hunting union he would get more money for it well he can't go back to the union for unspecified reasons. He talks to big J, J big J's like, I'm gonna stick my neck out for you. Don't fuck this up. Gives him a meeting with the, I guess the CEO or the foreman or whoever. And he pulls out this thick binder folder full of all the infractions that Bud has, has accumulated over his tenure as a union, um, a union employee and why he cannot Be trusted. And like, why should I give you another chance? Big J's like, man, do this for me. But whatever, he gets back into the union. But they assign him a union rep to make sure that he doesn't commit any violations. That's Dave Franco. Dave played Seth. He was really good in this, too. I'm not a fan of, like, well, the, the dynamic between them felt a lot like training day. Uh, but more comedy and camp, but it was very fun. I will say Dave Franco Seth was pissing me off a lot of this movie, but ultimately he he was very much by the book by the numbers i got a report this had by the first day had this long extensive list of things that bud was doing incorrectly violations that could get him terminated and Bud stressed him like man i'm trying to save my family i need this money for my daughter just just do this he said i'm not asking you to not do your job i'm asking you to delay doing your job just long enough so that i can make sure i take care of my family and that what I'll say is with my critiques about this movie, I truly feel like, and this isn't me just being a nerd and being greedy and wanting more. I truly feel like this would have been a better series or limited series. Cause there is a, a lot of things that popped up like the explanation of the vampires that was not done well. Had you had more time to breathe, you could have devoted half of an episode to the differences in vampires because as a viewer, everybody looked the same. Um, I know there was a distinction with children with children, vampires having to like drink the blood of animals cause they couldn't drink human blood or process it or something, but it was never like, do these children grow up? Do they stay as vampire children forever? So do they always drink animal? Like it it, it wasn't. And then after that conversation, Cause they pulled up at Seth and Bull, put up at a, a veterinary hospital. They had that conversation, then pulled off and went to a bowling alley where there were teenagers who were vampires. But I'm like, are they considered children? Yes. You're not like fully developed in the brain to like 25, but these aren't seven year olds. And so when they were talking about children, my mind went to children and probably because Buzz's daughter is like in elementary school. So when you discuss children and I'm watching this movie, that's where my mind's going. I'm not going to high school juniors and seniors because they were um, clearly athletes and cheerleaders. It was like three or four guys with Letterman jackets and there was a girl with a cheerleading uniform. So in my mind, yes, they're kids technically in age, but are these like. Are they not developed enough having gone past puberty to now drink human blood? Like, And so maybe it's me. Maybe it's me just being an uber nerd where I just need to know all of these details, but I do feel like a lot was lost that could have been explained or fleshed out more had the movie been either a little bit longer or this had have been like a four-episode limited series or an eight-episode series. And so that happens. There's another moment where the... So the vampires, the uh, the five six of vamp- sets of vampires, the um, children with animals versus adults versus our high school, junior seniors, children that uh, conversation, and even with um, with Big J and the lore of the Union, I don't think that was done well either. Um, I feel like it was done with me, but the more I sit with it, the more questions I have. Like, what, what is the union, and then how big is it? And also, where do these vampires come from? I So, I don't know. Maybe it's me. Y'all let me know. Am I, am I expecting too much from this film, or are these legitimate questions that you would want to have answers to? Because I, I guess for me, when you do talk about supernatural beings just being around in the world with humans... I'm expecting to get some sort of explanation because I want to know, are these true vampires, especially when you alter the lore a bit, are these vampires who've just been around for years? Is this a relatively new thing? Is this some biological attack that happened? Is like, what are their power sets? Like, how do we come to get into this moment right here? And I don't think that took a whole lot of explanation, but the very fact that you have the young woman um audrey who's the realtor and the vampire walking around in the daylight like nothing's going on we get the sunscreen but what about the vampire so is this a worldwide thing or we're we just dealing with this um on the west coast i i don't know i don't know i just feel like you could have explained we've been here for millions of years which now i think about it, i think audrey did mention that before she killed the guy at the pawn shop yeah, no, no, I, I take some of that back. Only some of it, because I think she said, hey, I've been here, we've been here, these fangs are the one thing we can't regenerate. All these things you have are lives of other vampires um, that could have lived. And I know she said we've been here for years. So I do take some of that back, because I feel like she explained that, but it maybe just wasn't to my liking. So I'll scratch that. So um, additionally, with the... Day shift and night shift, I guess that's pretty straightforward. You have a day shift, you have a night shift. But one, what is the significance of the teeth? You know, because they're selling that and they're getting money. But I feel like that kind of went nowhere as well. Because if I'm just killing them, that should be enough. But if I'm also giving you teeth and you're giving me money because I've collected these teeth, what are we doing with the teeth? Is it a medicine? Is it an antidote? Is it like... That, to me, went nowhere. Um Then there was this young lady, this Asian neighbor who moved in. And this was like in the second, almost third act of the movie. It's Natasha Lou Bordizzo. Oh, she was the girl in... um The movie, um, what is that movie? The movie with uh, Justice, The Voyeurs. She was really good in that. But she plays the uh, vampire Heather. Now, I guess I get her role. She moved in next door to like monitor him and to like find his weakness so Audrey can attack him and his wife and kid. But she came in so late. I was like. Well, I guess it makes sense because we didn't know about Bud initially, but I don't know. I just feel like she, from where I'm sitting, felt like she was kind of thrown in there. Or maybe I just wanted to see her more. Uh, But she told Bud, like, hey, you killed a vampire on Monday. Monday was the beginning of the movie, and he killed that older lady. She says that was Audrey's daughter. So apparently when Audrey was turned, her daughter was a kid. They had to go away. Um, Audrey came back, and then her daughter grew up and was like 90 years old. So that old woman was Audrey's daughter. And she's like, yeah, well, you F with my kid, I'm going to F with yours. So I'm going to turn your kid into a vampire and make her kill your wife. Uh, Which, toward the third act of the movie, was really where things kind of picked up for me. Um, Seth becomes a vampire. We don't see him turn or anything, but Audrey makes him a vampire. And I knew as soon as she said it that he was the vampire who could regenerate. And the reason why I knew is because there's no distinction in vampires at all. So when he became, when he, they knocked out Bud. Bud's laying on the ground. They leave. When Bud comes to, Seth wakes up. Seth is freaking out because he, he looks in the mirror and he watches his, um, He watches himself disappear. He's a vampire. He... hisses at Bud. And they have this back and forth, and Bud is like, pulls out his gun, and he's ready to defend himself. But he chops off the dude's head. But even before he chopped off Seth's head, I knew that the very fact that they focus on this one distinction of like vampires, some can regenerate after discussing how to kill vampires. It only made sense like this. I, I just saw it for what it was. I saw the comic relief. I saw him being that funny, awkward man out of time type of deal. And as soon as he got his head chopped off, what happened? He regenerated. And that was the play for laughs comedy beat. Um, and they both went up to homegirl's apartment, uh, Heather, talk shit to her she's like i'll help you find them one thing i did like is that heather mentioned that audrey was like crazy to the point where audrey turned her into a vampire she said i'm not even a familiar she just turned me into a vampire which is like interesting showing maybe how unhinged she is but i think with that little explanation it would have made more sense to me if Heather had have been shown earlier in the movie because we saw Bud in his apartment early. It would have made more sense that you showed her moving in and being new. Like, hey, hi, I'm new. I'm, I'm Heather. Hey, what's up? I gotta go. So that when you circle back <clears throat> and she becomes a vampire, that just to me, would make more sense to have seen her earlier in the film because it kind of feels like MacGuffin, like, oh, we need to get to the point from point A to point B. How do we do that? Let's just throw this girl in here. And I didn't like that. There's this big shootout where they are following Audrey. She goes beneath the caverns of this development. And Bud, Heather, Seth... They get to fighting, and it's, the fight scenes are really good. I think the fight scenes, the action is really what held me. Again, a lot I can excuse because I enjoyed the fight scenes. It's a lot of like Avenger style throwing people across the room. <laughs> a lot of, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, Gymnast type movements with the vampires and stuff. So kudos to them there. So ultimately, when their backs are against the wall, Big J shows up and, and kills everybody. Now, this is another thing that was quite odd to me. We get beneath the the foundation, and we have Big J and Bud. And they're going after Audrey to get Bud's family. They're fighting off and killing vampires. Now, Big J gets bit on the neck by this vampire who, like, rips flesh out of him. He whoops her ass. He has this gun that shows, like, this bright light almost like sunlight and you know whatever gets them then bud gets ahead of him and big j shoots the hinges of this gate that drops down and separates them so that he could stay behind and fight off the vampires and bud can go get his family they have a little heart-to-heart moment and walk off um now uh, when big j got bit bud's like man are you okay he's and like, oh, i'm good you know i can't never Get one down. He sounds just like Snoop Dogg, and very much stuff he said in past movies, as well as in his rap lyrics. I thought he turned into a vampire. That was the impression that I got. So that's why I say the the lore is a bit off because they're not. It's one thing to have a vampire suck your blood, but then it's another thing to, I guess, be turned by a vampire. But they didn't show Seth being turned. So me, with my vampire lore knowledge, I assume the vampire bites you on your neck and doesn't suck out your blood, but they're biting you, they're turning you. I don't think Big J became a vampire. I was like, what is, what is going on? So he um gets ambushed by a bunch of vampires, he shoots, gets all his bullets out, and then he opens his big black trench coat to reveal, like a bomb, but it didn't look like a regular bomb. To me it looked like, It maybe was going to shoot off an intense amount of like sunlight, but I think it was just a bomb. He pulls the trigger. We go to Bud. Bud is fighting with Audrey, and the fight scene was pretty good. That was pretty good, too. It was very fun. Um, His daughter's yelling at him because he's getting his butt whooped. She's like, Daddy, you gotta win. He's like, I'm trying. She's like, try harder. It's fun. Joss, the mega good character, she gets some licks in, too. All in all, good fun, good fight. While they're doing that, Steph and Heather are fighting the henchmen of Audrey. And that was a pretty fun fight, too. So, all along, I think the fight scenes were pretty good. We get out. The guy who's over the union who wants to get rid of Bud is like, you violated this, this, and that. And Steph is coming back with all his um, counters. Like, no, this violates 404, blah, blah, blah. But in 602... It says that you can defend yourself and this and that and if you gotta work a different shift and but it's whatever, it's fun. But Seth is a vampire now. So are you still working for the union? And how is that possible? Are you getting the sunscreen to walk around in the daytime? Like there was a lot of questions left to be answered for me. I'm like, I don't this doesn't make any sense. Uh, I, that's for me I, I didn't it, it left me a little unsatisfied with some of the kind of plot points Um, but the thing that really pissed me off I, I'd say pissed me off but truly I just not really I had fun watching it but the thing that kind of pissed me off is that when Bud finally reveals to Joss that he's a vampire hunter and not a pool cleaner Why? Like, I get why you wouldn't tell her, because, oh, it's a dangerous job. But then I'm also like, is it not common knowledge that vampires are among y'all? Because they they never even explain, like, the history of the union. Like, yeah, you know, the union was created to fight the vampires in secret. We have a day shift and a night shift to make sure that the regular citizens in in L.A. are not aware that there are vampires. Like some men in black type shit. But we never got that. And I know that for certain, because I was like, well why, why doesn't she know that there are vampires, like, I don't know, that, that wasn't, that didn't really sit well with me either, but once she finds out, they're like, okay, we can make our relationship work, we're gonna start over, no more secrets, about whatever, and, you know, they walk away in the sunset, and when they drive away, all of a sudden, out of a manhole, pops Big J, I thought it was going to be another vampire, but it was Big J, he's like, that's what I love about LA, so many damn vampires, and I was like, okay, well, are you a vampire now nigga cuz you showed up at night. You didn't show up in the daytime. Like was this intentional? Is there a part 2? So I don't know, I did enjoy the film. It wasn't without its flaws. There are still some things that I am just utterly confused on and I don't like that. But I do think this is a good movie. I feel like it's very fun. Um it's like buddy cop, training day, camp, vampire off the rails mess. Uh, so I do think that if you like vampires, if you like Buddy Cops, if you like Jamie Foxx, if you like Snoop Dogg, if you like um, Seth, then please, by all means, give this movie a watch. It's fun. It's about, um, I think it's about two hours. Yep, an hour and 54 minutes. Um, Dave Franco was good. Natasha, she was good too. Oh, Steve Howie, who plays um, um, in Shameless, what is he, Kevin, Kev. He was good. He um His accent wasn't that great. I think him and his brother, the guy who played his brother, is Scott Atkins. They were the Narzarian brothers. And I don't know if that is Russian. I don't know what that is. Forgive me. But I don't think that his accent was that great. I think he kind of held on to it. But it wasn't strong, but it, it didn't take me out of the movie. It was still a good, fun film. So, I all I say, give it a watch. You know, it's uh, especially if you like vampires, I think it's a pretty good um, film to watch for the spooky season. A little different. It's not all dark doom and gloom, because it is in L.A. It's very sunny. There are dark parts. Uh, this movie is rated R, though. It's not rated PG-13, so, you know, keep that in mind. Like I said last week, I don't know, kids. I don't know if... <laughs> I don't know like what you're able to watch, because I watched a bunch of stuff as a kid, so I, clearly this is rated R, so don't let children watch it. But like, Vampires vs. the Bronx was PG-13, so that was a little bit more acceptable. Uh, so yeah, good movie, good stuff, good stuff. Let me know if you have seen Day Shift. Do you agree with some of my critiques? Do you disagree? And do you have any answers for the things that I deemed as potholes? Because it was a lot that was not answered um and if it was answered let me know be like you were wrong this was answered because i watched it <laughs> i don't care you can well actually me i will not be offended but yeah i in all, good movie uh had a good time watching it think it's uh worth the second and third watch so Thank you all for listening to this Installment of the Blood Suite uh, Had a good time Talking with you all, use the hashtag Pod when you're listening to this podcast And when you're giving some Commentary yourself And when you're watching this movie, go ahead and live Tweet and use that hashtag Pod. But let me know, uh, hit me up on Twitter CarefreeBlurred, CarefreeBlurred on TikTok as well CarefreeBlackNerd everywhere else And if you must, please email me at carefreeblacknerd@gmail.com. at gmail.com And until next time, stay care free stay nerdy stay geeky and if you must hunt vampires like your name's buffy or bud be sure to explain the situation to your spouse so that they can better be prepared and not think that you're a complete liar (laughs) all right y'all